Hi, this is Sean Hessinger, and you're watching Small Business 15, the show where we bring you small business success in 15 minutes or less. Please remember to like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube if you enjoy the show. Well, all small business owners know about online reviews. They let you know what your customers like about your products and services and what they don't. But what if you could suppress the negative reviews so that potential customers could only see the positive ones? Well, up next, Mike Blumenthal of Near Media tells us about new federal guidelines and about what you should be doing with those negative reviews. Mike, first explain to us exactly what makes online reviews so critical to small businesses. Well, reputation, which used to be established by a business and, a, and the story that a business would tell, is now largely a co-project between you and your customers, where your reputation and ideas about your company are developed largely by your customers online and largely in the review space. Depends on what industry you're in, but if you're a local business, this takes place at Google, at Yelp, at Facebook, uh, perhaps on Apple Maps, perhaps a few other places, but it's, it's what the world sees about your business. And you, it may, may or may not be what you think about your business, but it's what the world thinks about it. So it's critically important in that sense. It's also important because it helps your rank at Google, uh, which is not the primary thing. But for me, it's important because it's sort of the first view a consumer gets of your business. Typically, when they're trying to find a new business, they'll stop at Google. Google will summarize your reviews from around the web. And so it, they'll develop a, an opinion there. And then finally, the reason it's important is that it really is a great data resource that you can use to improve your business. Um, even negative reviews, there's a saying that goes way back in that building a stronger, uh, that complaints help build a stronger business. That if you can take a complaint and use it as an opportunity to improve, then that you that will be the best outcome. Can you explain to us exactly what review gating is? Sure. From where I sit, I learned long ago that the best way to engage in the world of reviews was to ask every customer for a review. And when I first got involved and developed an online platform, many businesses were fearful of asking every customer for a review because they weren't sure what they were going to say. Um, but And so they wanted the ability to selectively ask customers. Um, and we built, on, in 2012, I built an automated system that allowed businesses to ask customers what they thought. Those that were unhappy weren't asked to leave review, and those that were happy were asked to leave review. That's gating. It's a selective ask of happy customers to leave a review. It's something that Google uh, Terms of Service made uh, against the rules in 2019, 2018 actually, and which the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, recently came out explicitly and said it's against the rules. About that, can we talk a little bit about um, about the background of this? What exactly caused the FTC to take uh, this action? Well, the FTC is charged with pre preventing businesses from partaking in deceptive activities. 
And they did an investigation of a large review platform in uh, 2019. They looked back to the previous four years and they found this platform. Uh, one of the clients of this platform had done what was known as review suppression, where they were using the platform to gather reviews about their products, but they weren't publishing any of the negative reviews and thus were giving consumers the misleading idea that every product this company had, a company called Fashion Nova, was a great product. And so the FTC determined it was deceptive. In a bit of great fanfare, they fined F uh, Fashion Nova $4.2 million. Fashion Nova said, oh, the Apple platform made me do it, kind of an excuse. The FTC says every business needs to be responsible for the tools they use, for the SEOs they use, for the marketers they use. The business is ultimately responsible and Fashion Nova had to pay a very large fine for suppressing somewhere in the order of a, several hundred thousand negative reviews from their website. Given this FTC guidance, is it likely that we're going to see this review gating discontinued on a lot of platforms? As I mentioned earlier, Google pro uh, prohibited review gating in 2018. And if you get caught review gating at Google, you'll lose all your reviews. So there already is in place. And, and the forward thinking platforms that accept reviews embrace that idea. The ones that didn't embrace the idea, the FTC recently sent them a letter and said, we noticed on your website that you claim to partake in this practice. We're alerting you that it's against our guidance. We're sending you a letter to that effect. If we find you doing it, you'll be in trouble. Um, so that's one side of it. That it is likely it's part and parcel of a longer shift. Consumers expect honesty in reviews and Google and now the FTC is saying to businesses, this is the standard you have to perform to. But more importantly, what I, is that it is that consumers expect it. So even if you even if the FTC says it's bad, even if Google says it's bad, the reality is that the consumer here is king. I have a friend who recently had his roof redone. He went and he looked up reviews and picked up somebody with stellar reviews and the job went down the tubes really quickly. The roof ended up leaking. He ended up having to, he got in a big argument with the company. And when he learned that this company was review gating, he immediately filed a lawsuit and filed with the state attorney general. And ultimately he's gonna also write a bad review about this company. And so the risk is really about review gating is really with your customers more than with the FTC. You know, we mentioned, uh, you mentioned a little bit before about small businesses and how they might be affected versus obviously it sounds like the companies involved in this were on the larger side. How much is this guidance really going to affect the average small business that might be watching this? Well, like I said, I, I think that as a small business, you want to understand the world in which we operate. You want to understand that it is perceived as unethical to be doing this. You want to respect your customers. So while I don't, if you are doing it, I think you're, you're mistaking what good business practice is. You're unlikely to get caught. So the risk is low. Although, like I said, if a, if a, consumer or competitor turns into Google, you lose your Google reviews. If they turn into Yelp, you lose your Yelp reviews. And you might get a little red badge of shame at Yelp. 
but the the financial risk is low. But I think the bigger risk is that you will offend a customer. So you're not going to be directly impacted. But I think the business needs to understand the way the winds are blowing, what consumers really want, and they need to be listening to that carefully. And I think this is, I think the FTC is a trailing indicator of what consumers really want, and they want honesty and transparency. I can see some small business owners being overwhelmed by this and this putting them off on reviews entirely. What what do you say to the business who says, you know what, I, I'm just not going to participate in review sites anymore. I'm, I'm just not going to pay any attention to it. I, I This is just so overwhelming to, to think about. Well, I did some research several years ago and I've continued it where I looked at the source of new leads for local businesses. Somewhere between 75 to 90% of those, 95% of those new leads came from Google. And the bulk of those new leads never made it to the small business website. They stopped at Google, looked at the information that was on Google and made a decision right there to either do business with you or not. Either take driving directions to your business or to call you. Some of them went onto your website and made additional calculations. So I would say if you ignore reviews, you're ignoring one of the best way to find new customers and you run the risk by not allowing all of your customers to give you a review of just the unhappy ones leaving your review at Google, which is what's likely to take place. So you have a choice. You can have just the unhappy customers leave your review at Google or the really happy ones, or you can encourage every customer to leave your review at Google. Now, if you get an automated system, it shouldn't be overwhelming. If you pick a system that's sort of ethical and principled, they will take care of being in rule compliance. So you don't have to worry about it too much. You should double check when you sign up that they are. But beyond that, you put your email addresses in or your SMS numbers in, you set it up and it just runs. So I don't see any reason why a small business shouldn't engage in reviews. I think they're too critically important to your reputation, but I think also there's a lot to be learned from reviews and a lot of information that you can use to improve. And any business that isn't improving is getting worse. And in this competitive world, that's a surefire way to not succeed. Nick, let me ask you about two kind of less talked about aspects of this uh, guidance. One, the idea of buying reviews and whether that's something you should do. I think I kind of know the answer to the question. Yeah, it's, always, it's always a temptation when you, rep, when you feel like your reputation is suffering, whether fairly or unfairly, to ask friends and family to review you or to even go online and try to buy reviews. They're about, you know, you can pick them up for $5 a piece at Google, maybe $30, $35 at Yelp. They're, they're, um, but it's really a very, very treacherous territory. Obviously it's, it's, against the guide, it's against the terms of service for both Yelp and Google. And uh, if you're caught, those will definitely be removed. Again, at Yelp, you'll receive a little badge that says we've got this business buying reviews. And the FTC has come out clearly that it is, it is inappropriate and will, if caught, will lead to uh, being chastised by the FTC. But I think, again, it's a tremendous violation of your consumer trust. I think it's better, from my point of view, instead of being putting yourself in a position to uh, have to buy reviews, is build a business that sucks less. 
build a business that really works for your customers so that people are happy and they're willing and ready to give you a view when you ask them. Maybe this is a little bit more of a slippery slope, but how about incentivizing reviews? So incentivizing reviews recently was, was mentioned in the FTC. It's a somewhat complicated area because the FTC feels that if you incentivize reviews in any way, even if it's just a coupon, it doesn't matter whether it's happy or unhappy, if it's a neutral ask, but if you incentivize it in any way, that review has to be clearly labeled as incentivized as having received some consideration for the review or testimonial, which is impossible to do on Yelp and Facebook and Google, because if you have your customers say, oh, I received a $5 coupon, which puts it in compliance with the FTC, it's then out of compliance with Yelp or Google. So your review would then be taken down. Um, and so really, the the best bet is to avoid the practice altogether. And what we find is that if you ask every customer for a review, you're, let's say you have a thousand customers, you know, you're likely gonna get um, what are called first party reviews, reviews directly to you. Probably 30% of those customers will give you direct feedback and probably 5% will give you a review at Yelp or Google. But if you just keep asking over time and view reviews as a long-term strategy, as opposed to a short-term tactic, as indicated by buying reviews or incentivizing reviews, just something you do as part of your business marketing. Then over time, if you're getting 5% of all your customers to leave you a review and you're doing a good job, you're gonna have a great reputation. You're gonna rank well at Google. People are gonna make a decision to buy from you and you can be proud of what you're doing without having to resort to less than scrupulous tactics to convince a new customer to do business with you. Up next, it's time for our small biz tip in 15 seconds or less. Remember that negative reviews help your business as much as positive ones. They let you know what your customers don't like about your product or service and how you can improve. Thanks again to Mike Blumenthal of Near Media. And remember to like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube if you enjoyed the show. And for more small business news and tips, join us at smallbiztrends.com.